This podcast is proudly supported by Drama Victoria. Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. This is a scriptease episode where we talk through some of the world's greatest plays, jump through the major plot points, give some background, and of course, spoil the endings. All in less than five minutes. We do the hard work so you can do the easy listening. Today, we look at a dark chapter of Australia's history with Stolen by Jane Harrison, written in 1998. Why is it called that? Stolen is based on the lives of five Indigenous people who deal with the Australian government's decision to forcibly remove Indigenous children from their families. The word stolen comes from the phrase stolen generation, which is the term usually used to describe this dark chapter in Australia's history, one many still feel the repercussions of. But it speaks to much more than that, with far more than children being stolen. The intention of the Welfare Board was to remove children from their families so they would feel disassociated with their culture. These welfare boards could decide where you lived, who you married, and where your children would be raised. Each chapter in this play has a heading or a title. There are a number of them. I will not discuss them here, but I will mention them in the summary because they do give some insight into the aim of each scene. It may get repetitive, but I think it's important. I will note before the synopsis begins that the experiences of these children are at times brutal and upsetting. We hear some very disturbing information throughout, so please, listener discretion is advised. It is adult in nature. Stolen tells the story of five Aboriginal children who go by the names of Sandy, Ruby, Jimmy, Anne and Shirley. We are introduced to the characters at the start and we return to their stories throughout. This is a non-linear story. The actors who inhabit these roles play the child and adult versions of the characters. We see this occur in the opening moments of the play called Arriving as they arrive with their suitcases all on their own. We see where the adults are now in a scene called Adult Flashes. Ruby is in a mental institution. Anne is living on her own. Jimmy is in prison. Sandy appears to be homeless or without a permanent place to live. We find out why soon. Shirley is knitting for her grandchildren. In the chapter Hiding Sandy, we flash back to when Sandy was a child and his mother is desperately trying to protect her son from the welfare people coming to take him away. Then in It Rained All Day, still in flashback, we see Shirley and Jimmy's childhood. He was very young when he was taken away, and Sandy is taken away by the welfare people. The style shifts in Line Up 1, as the children are forced to line up from lightest skin to darkest skin and try to sell themselves so they can be taken to a new home for the weekend. In The Chosen, Ant is adopted by a white family where she will be provided with everything that she could need, and we see the first of many scenes of Jimmy breaking the law or getting into trouble with Jimmy being naughty. Now we see and hear about Ruby and a shocking case of ongoing abuse. Ruby's story is painful to read and confronting. In Unspoken Abuse, we see that Ruby has been sexually abused by those who were supposed to be taking care of her. In It Rained That Day, Shirley, who we know was stolen herself as a child, now has her son taken away from her. The next scene called Ruby Comforting Her Baby, we see Ruby reenacting her sexual abuse on her doll. Another shift in style with Sandy's story of the mange. We hear a fictional dreaming story that shows the monster in the tale as a white man. Going back to Jimmy in Your Mum's Dead, the matron lies to Jimmy, telling him that his mother has died. In Line Up 2, we see the children line up again, with Jimmy desperate to be selected and go home with a family. 
Back in Anne's adopted home with a scene, Anne's told she's Aboriginal. She is told her mother is dying and wants to see her, and also that she is an Aborigine. The next scene is titled Unspoken Abuse. We hear that Ruby again has been sexually abused. In another repeated title, Your Mum is Dead, Jimmy's mother writes him a letter informing him his dad is sick, but Jimmy never gets the letter because it's hidden by the nuns. In To Tan or Not To Tan, Anne struggles with the decision to see her biological mother or not. We then see Shirley being stolen as a child in Shirley's memories, and Jimmy being selected by a family in lineup age 12, followed by cleaning routine 2, where all the children are told they will never have economic power. In Shirley Knits for the Family, we are witness to Shirley knitting for her two children, even though she does not know where they are, because like her, they were stolen. We see why Sandy was stolen by the welfare people. They find a can of peas that is past its use-by date in a scene called Can of Peas. We see Jimmy stealing and Jimmy's being naughty again. In lineup three, Jimmy is selected and taken away for the weekend. In Shirley Never Gives Up Searching, we see Shirley still searching for her son, seven years after he was stolen. Two more heartbreaking scenes in a row, with Desert Sands and Unspoken Abuse 3. Jimmy is sexually abused, and Aboriginal women resort to inserting sand into themselves to stop white men from raping them. We then see Ruby suffer a nervous breakdown in Ruby's descent into madness. We see Sandy has left the home he was placed in to begin his life travelling on the road. In Jimmy's story, he discovers his mother is alive. Anne meets her real mother in Am I Black or White? We hear two perspectives, one from Jimmy's mother and the other from Jimmy, about how they both feel before they meet for the first time in 26 years. The final time we hear from each of these people are as follows. As Ruby's real parents come to meet her in an institution for the mentally ill, in an attempt to revisit the place he was kept in, Sandy revisits the children's home. He discovered it has been turned into apartments. Racist insult. Jimmy's mother dies before he gets a chance to meet her. He then commits suicide in his prison cell. Anne questions where she belongs after meeting her family in Anne's scene. Shirley meets her daughter and grandchild and vows never to let them go. In Shirley comes full circle. And in the final scene, Sandy at the end of the road, we see Sandy find a place for himself in the desert. This place is where their story began, centuries ago, a place he can call home. If the themes, ideas, stories or concepts explored in today's episode have you thinking dark thoughts, please contact Lifeline Australia on 13 11 14. 13 11 14, there is always someone here to listen. If you didn't know the play before, you do now, a bit. If you like the sound of it, have a read. That was Scriptease. Remember, this was just our version of the play's story, highlighting the bits that we think are important. You may also have your favourite bits and moments you want to mention. If you do, please leave a comment on SoundCloud or Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. That's all from us at The Aside and this episode of Scriptease. There are a load of episodes in the bank, including more Scriptease episodes and over 200 episodes of The Aside. If you would like to ask us a question, do not hesitate to do so at asidepodcast at outlook.com. Thank you to Eltham College for letting us record here, to Aaron Searle for providing the music, to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support, and of course, thank you for listening. Listener.